It is the morning of August 16th, 2015. I am 60 miles into the Oregon section of the Pacific Crest Trail. I have almost 400 miles to go to the northern Oregon border. Up there at Cascade Locks on the 28th of this month is Pacific Crest Trail Days. And if I want to reach my goal of getting there without any more hitchhiking, I'm going to have to hike an average of 33 miles a day. This is known as the Oregon Challenge, attempting to hike all 456 miles of the Oregon section of the PCT in two weeks or less. This is Ratatouille, and you're listening to Trailside Radio. longest day I've ever hiked was 32 miles so really going to be pushing myself I have to average 33 miles a day for the next 12 days in order to reach my goal I'm really not sure if I can do it but I sure as hell I'm gonna try got my permit like the day before the deadline to get it you know plan for all of this and bought all my stuff in two months and now I'm here told my boss I was uh, was done with it, and now I'm here. Just meeting people who I wouldn't expect to meet in real day-to-day life from all over the world, and uh, just hearing stories and hearing different accents and, you know, just experiencing different cultures, so that's probably my favorite part. Welcome everybody to episode 17. Please forgive me if I hike while I'm talking with you. I've got a lot of miles to cover. In the name of full disclosure and reporting honestly, I must admit that I'm not quite attempting an honest Oregon challenge in that I started 30 trail miles from the border. I had originally planned to hike back down to the border with 14 days to go so that I could do a true Oregon challenge, but I changed my plan for a few reasons. One is that there is a lot of smoke from nearby forest fires here at the southern end of Oregon, and spending two days hiking south and back north through it was not very appealing. Also, my batteries were low, and I had a little work left to do on episode 16 to try to get that out on time. So I opted instead to go spend a day in Ashland and get my work done and hike north from there. I've already messed up this morning. I forgot to set my alarm last night. Hopefully, if I maintain my optimum speed of about three miles per hour with minimal brakes today I may still make it to camp before it gets dark otherwise I'll be doing some night hiking tonight I'm really excited to be back in the state of Oregon where I live it was really fun to stop in Ashland and see other people wearing Portland Trailblazers gear see people wearing Oregon Ducks gear really made me feel like I was at home. Now Oregon is definitely the flattest part of the Pacific Crest Trail. That certainly doesn't mean it's flat, but compared to Washington and most of California, it's a lot easier to put in big miles in Oregon than anywhere else on the PCT. And a lot of people use this section to make up for lost time or simply challenge themselves to see how many miles they can do in a day. Now, the longest day I've ever hiked was 32 miles. So I'm really going to be pushing myself. 
I have to average 33 miles a day for the next 12 days in order to reach my goal. I'm really not sure if I can do it, but I sure as hell am going to try. Now, when I made the decision to attempt this, my left ankle, the one that I sprained about a month and a half ago in the Mojave Desert, was feeling pretty good. I hadn't felt any pain or discomfort or weakness in it for a little over two weeks. And I was doing some 25-mile days there in Northern California. But after taking a couple days off hitchhiking north to Oregon and then getting back on the trail yesterday, my ankle was hurting a little bit by the end of the day. And that worries me a little bit but I'm gonna see how it goes. It feels fine this morning. And if it starts to hurt later today, I do have an ACE bandage that I'm gonna put on for support. And I'm gonna see how much I can push myself without risking my health. If uh, the pain gets too bad at any point, I will put my, my health above my pride and uh, just do what I can here in Oregon and I do have the option of getting a ride up to PCT days from however far it is I get. But while I haven't ever hiked these kinds of miles for this many days in a row, I am optimistic that I can do it. So we'll see, we'll find out. I've only hiked about four miles so far today. I'm stopping to fill up my water at a spring just about 400 yards off trail. I'm treating it with my Aquamira chlorine drops, which I really like using. They take up less weight and space in my pack than any other filtration system, or and uh, also takes me less time to fill up. I don't have to mess with uh, squeezing all of my water through a filter or what have you. Only downside is it takes about half an hour for it to take effect in cold water and make it safe to drink. So there's a little waiting involved, but I can get hiking done during those minutes. Also, if you're dealing with water that's uh, chunky or muddy, the drops don't take out any of the solids the same way that a filter does, but uh, Honestly, I've only once on this whole trip, once in California, I had to use a bandana to filter out, filter out chunks from my water. Otherwise, I've had really good luck finding clear water to drink, so the chlorine drops do the trick. I managed to lose about seven pounds of weight off my pack before I got to Oregon. I got rid of my sleeping pad and my ground sheet because I anticipate being able to hang my hammock every night in Oregon. And so I didn't need that extra weight anymore. I also sent home my warm clothes. So I'm only carrying the clothes that I'm wearing, some extra socks and underwear, and a lightweight rain jacket. Um, there won't really be any time spent in the next two weeks where I'm not either hiking or in my hammock in bed. So. If I do uh, need something warm in order to uh, stay safe, I've got all my hammock insulation, my underquilt, my sleeping bag. It was nice having warm clothes down in the California when it'd be a, there'd be a cold night and I'd be hanging out with other hikers, and but it's just not worth the wait at this point. Uh, I sent home my sunglasses and a couple other odds and ends, things that I won't need. I started off with a base weight of about 25 pounds. The base weight is the weight of your pack itself and everything in it, not counting food and water and camping fuel. And after that, I added the weight of a ukulele. I'm not exactly sure how much it weighs, but a couple pounds for sure. But uh, I think I've now got my base weight down under 20 pounds, which is still definitely on the heavy side of packs for through hikers. A lot of people have managed to get their pack weight down to... Uh, 10 pounds or less. 
Now I'm mixing up a little bit of uh, emergency packets, vitamin C drink mix, and uh, a little squirt of uh, Mio Energy, which is a product I hadn't really tried before. I'm mostly adding it for uh, the uh, caffeine so that I can get my morning caffeine dose without taking the time to heat up water for coffee. So this is going to get me some uh, vitamins and some caffeine. A little extra water in my system. Empty out my one liter uh, water bottle here and fill it back up with water. Another thing I uh, ditched back in uh, Northern California was my extra five liter water bladder. So I'm down to four liters of water capacity, but that should be enough up here in Oregon. I was carrying as much as 10 liters in uh, the longest waterless stretches of the desert. I forgot to mention earlier how lucky I was this morning. I slept in until 8 o'clock, and I fear I might have slept in even later, but there was an angry squirrel who decided it didn't want me camping where I was, and so it started running around in the trees that I was hanging my hammock from and throwing pine cones down at my hammock and woke me right up. But I'll be uh, sure to remember to set my alarm each night from here on out. So this morning, I have encountered my first bona fide southbound through hikers. Throughout the trip, I've met a handful of people who are southbounding various sections of the PCT, but now that I'm up here in Oregon, I've started to encounter people who are attempting to hike the entire trail from Canada to Mexico. Unfortunately, I'm trying to make big miles, and so are many of the southbounders, so I'll see if I get an opportunity to chat for a few minutes with anyone, and get an interview for the podcast. For now, I'm settling for a quick greeting and both of us going on our way, getting our miles in. Too many bees. There are too many bees on this trail today. Every time I stop, or even just a minute, I'm surrounded by bees. It almost makes me miss mosquitoes and flies. Now, I guess on some level it's a good thing because I really can't afford too much time stopping. But I just tried to stop and have some lunch and I could barely get my food down before I was run out of my break spot by bees. Damn bees. Also, I stubbed my toe earlier. That hurt. I do not like it when I stub my toe. Thankfully, it was on my right foot, so it just sort of balances out the amount of pain I've got going on in my body right now. So it's a little after seven o'clock, and the sun is near the horizon. I'm walking along a lovely stream. I just uh, refilled up on water from the stream and met a few other northbound through hikers I hadn't met before. And some that I had, and had some nice conversations. And I'm now trying to see how many more miles I can get done tonight because I've only done a little over 20 so far today. I did get a late start, but I also haven't been able to maintain the pace I'd like to. So I'm hoping that a couple more days of this I'll be able to push a little faster because at some point I'm going to run into a sleep deficit if it takes me this long to hike 33 miles every day. There's still a lot of uh, smoke in the air, a lot of uh, fires in the area apparently that are drifting over this way, making the air very hazy. I imagine there's going to be a lot of that, something I've seen since Northern California, and there's a lot of that from here north to the border from what I understand. Apparently I'm officially back in the herd. I met two southbounding PCT hikers who told me that I was the 51st northbounder that they saw today. That's 50 people a day, it's the same density it was leaving from the Mexican border. 
There's a lot of people on the trail. Let's see how many people, if anybody, I catch up with. I just made it up the thousand foot climb. It was really easy, spread out over five miles. It's a pretty low grade climb, not a big deal. Walked through a, what seemed like a long dusk. I imagine it may have been made a little brighter by all of the smoke in the air. I hiked through it without my headlamp for quite a while, which was a lot of fun. Saw a couple hikers camped along the way. I'm trying to talk in a quiet voice right now, just in case there's any hikers camped nearby where I am. I'm at a trail junction, and I'm going to hike another four miles, which will put me at 30 for the day before I call it a night. It's uh, almost 9 o'clock right now, but that'll be a, an okay bedtime. And uh, remember to set my alarm tonight. Well, I made it 30 miles today. This is only the first time on this hike and the second time in my life I've done a 30-mile day. It's about three miles or so short of my goal, but with my late start, I'm pretty happy with it. And I decided to call it quits and find the first two trees that I could hang my hammock from once I hit the 30-mile mark. I'm going to set my alarm this time for 5 a.m. Tomorrow's a brand new day. Hopefully I'll be able to wake up on time. It is a new day. I got an earlier start this morning, although I then went and listened to the final edit that I thought I had finished last night of episode 16 and discovered that I had made a couple of mistakes. So I ended up taking a little downtime this morning to fix those, and it's now early afternoon, and I've only done somewhere between 12, 15 miles. So I've still got another 20 or so to go today, which means I'll be hiking late again tonight. I have to get uh, close enough to Mazama Village up by Crater Lake to get phone signal in order to upload the episode. So no matter how long it takes me, I'll be hiking pretty much all the way to Crater Lake today. So a little while ago, I was taking a quick breather by the side of the trail when uh, a yellow jacket flew underneath my basketball jersey and I felt a little itch so I scratched at it, which earned me a nice sting right on my chest. And it was a, a hiker I met today who is an entomologist who uh, informed me that what I've been calling bees are in fact yellow jackets. A simple sort of information you might think a hiker would know, but I guess at 37 years old I've managed to forget a large portion of what I learned in school when I was younger. Anyway, stung, yellow jacket, under the shirt. Ow, not fun, but I'll be just fine. Gotta get my miles in. I've now been stung twice by yellow jackets today, and there's a lot of smoke in the air. I'm hiking along a really beautiful ridge just passed through a burned area but I've gotten back to where the trees are green I've got a nice view in all directions as I hike along I'm looking forward to a little downhill coming up here and get down to some streams where I can fill up on my water and maybe take another break maybe have a little dinner of sorts and get ready for my late night hike in the dark. 20 miles down, at least 10 miles to go tonight to make my 30. The sun just went down. I've been slacking a little bit. I stopped and hung out with some other hikers for the evening. Uh, a few guys had uh, 
hiked a watermelon in 26 miles from town and we had a little watermelon party just had myself a huge slice of melon and that sure tasted like the best watermelon I ever ate thankfully I already found a spot just back at the last hill to upload my episode so that's done and taken care of I'm just trying to get myself as close as I can to Mazama Village, right by Crater Lake, where I've got that resupply package. Try to get in there early in the day, maybe hang out for a little bit and recharge my batteries, top them off a little bit, and then get on my way. It's tempting to make an early night of it, get a decent bedtime, and just try to start that much earlier tomorrow, but... I feel like that's a bad precedent to set for myself to do any less than 30 miles in a day. Every mile I fall short right now is an extra mile I've got to make up on top of a 33-mile day. I do want to try to do at least one 40-mile day in this stretch just to find out for myself if I can do it. But may need to work my way up to that and I really don't want to fall too far behind my mother is hopefully going to meet me on trail in about six days here she's up in Canada right now but she sent me a message to let me know that when she gets back in a few days she'd be uh, happy to come uh, be a personal trail angel meet me along the way which could be especially helpful considering I won't really have much time to leave trail and do any sort of uh, resupply outside of my resupply boxes my resupply boxes basically only have healthy food in them which when I put them together I knew wasn't going to be all I'd be eating on trail I knew I'd be wanting junk food and some cheese and meat and other things that I'd buy along the way, but there aren't a whole lot of uh, grocery stores right along the trail in Oregon. There's definitely some opportunities near the trail in southern and northern California, but up in Oregon, you've got to get a ways off trail. It's a a bit of a hitch to get to some of the towns like Sisters and Bend. Towns that are definitely worth leaving the trail for. Places that are, especially Bend, is a really great town. I'm just not going to have time. Originally I was hoping to take a, a zero or two and head over to Bend and visit some of the hiker trash friends I made early this year when I went down there to interview some folks for this podcast been invited to stay with some folks there when I'm passing through but Bend is about 30 miles from the trail and I'm just not going to have that kind of time if I'm going to try to achieve the Oregon challenge here good morning my epic night hike last night ended up not being so epic after all I made it a couple of miles before the trail started to get really ugly, very uneven, very rocky, uh, really difficult trail to try to hike at night with a headlamp. And uh, I tried to push forward anyway, because I had the energy and the inspiration. But uh, at one point, hitting a really uneven, rocky patch, I rolled my ankle and managed to snap the end off of one of my trekking poles. Fortunately, my ankle was fine, especially considering it was the left ankle that's still recovering from a sprain. Felt felt okay, but I just was frustrated enough and realized that, that I'd be able to make my miles a lot faster if I just went ahead and pitched my hammock and started again at sunrise which is what I did 
course, it turns out that I seems like I got through the worst of the rocky section because the trail's been a lot easier this morning. And I think I'll be able to make some really good miles today. I do have to stop at Mazama Village, which will slow me down a little bit. Maybe keep me from trying to make this my first 40-mile day. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to shoot for a minimum of 35 miles today. Minimum. So, we'll see how that goes. I didn't really have much of a dinner last night. And I haven't had any breakfast yet this morning. But... I'm not hungry at this point. I've got a lot of energy. So I'm just gonna play it by ear. Hopefully uh, make it to my first water source this morning before I take a break and maybe uh, eat some food. I do have a couple granola bars and an energy bar easily accessible in my side pocket on my backpack. I do need to get some calories before I stop and take a break. So I just got to the first point of the trail today where I can look out and see for at least a couple miles and yeah, there is a lot of smoke in the air. It's a lot of smoke. I'd say, I mean, I don't even know that I can see two miles through the smoke. The furthest ridge that I can actually see is maybe a mile and a half away. And I imagine this is only gonna get, the smoke is gonna get more and more dense as I head further north, closer to the fire. So, we'll see how this goes. Hopefully it won't be too unbearable. It'll, uh, Hopefully, at the worst, be uh, motivation to move through this section quickly. So I've been hiking the last few miles through a burn area from a couple years ago. Most of the trees here are still standing, but long dead. There's lots of uh, saplings sprouting up in the ground everywhere few uh, flowers here and there but between the bare trees I can get a good glimpse in all directions of the smoke from this year's fires hovering in the air. Oh I just sat down for a quick breather. I think I'm at least halfway to Mazama village. It's getting a lot smokier. I don't have to look as far to be able to see the smoke in the air. I just realized I'm down to my last liter of water. And uh, I don't believe there's any water between here and the general store at Mazama Village. Which I'll be fine, it's far from a life and death situation. But uh, all it really means is I will most, almost certainly be out of water by the time I get there. And I will probably be really thirsty too. But I'm not out yet. I'm just guessing that I've got maybe 10 more miles to go. Whew. I'm a little sleepy. My feet are a little sore. But I'm doing just fine. At least I haven't seen any yellow jackets today. Okay, I spoke too soon. I just commented on how happy I was that I hadn't seen any yellow jackets today. A couple of them flew up and got up close and personal with me. These things are going to drive me nuts. Oh my gosh. Okay, I gave in. I checked the GPS on my phone. Opened up my gut hook navigation app. I uh, ran out of water and I just wanted to see how far I had to go, even though it doesn't really make a difference. 
And I've got about five miles more to hike. I'll totally be fine. I'm definitely getting a little bit of fatigue. Not so much in the muscles. My legs and my back are happy to keep going. I'm just low on energy. I've eaten a bunch of food. So I don't think that's an issue. I think uh, I could use some more sleep, but more than that, maybe just some caffeine. However, I'm not going to have any caffeine until I get to the village and I can get my uh, water. Um, I did just down a packet of emergency. So I just uh, got a little infusion of uh, vitamins. Just uh, poured the powder right on my tongue and it's definitely uh, seems to have kicked in right away and I feel uh, ready to hit the trail and knock out these last five miles. Hopefully my next report will be from Mazama Village by Crater Lake. So I'm only a couple miles away from the general store now in Mazama Village. Um, definitely still a lot of smoke in the air, not noticeably more so to the eye, although I have been smelling what smells like uh, just a campfire burning for the last couple of miles, uh, which I can only assume is the forest fire that was and or is burning right now, just a little bit north of here. I'm sure I'll uh, get more of the story of what's going on when I uh, reach Mazama Village. I'm a little thirsty, but otherwise I'm doing just fine. Oh, got less than a mile to go to get to the road that leads down to Mazama Village, but there's a uh, water cache here of about 10 gallons of water. And while I usually try to avoid ever using water caches, much less relying on them, I'm uh, definitely partaking of some right now. And oh gosh, it's so refreshing. Of course, this spot is also swarming with yellow jackets, so I'm gonna fill my one liter water bottle back up and get a move on and get down to the general store. So, let me get you caught up to speed. It's been almost a day since my last check-in on the recorder here, and a lot happened when I reached Mizama Village. Um, I first got there and found a lot of hikers there and learned right away that the trail was completely closed from there north. Uh, the fire had crept eastward, and so both of the PCT alternates that go through that section by Crater Lake were completely closed. Um, Forest Service officials were coming by the group of hikers and saying things like, now we know that some of you are going to be tempted to ignore the closure and try to sneak through, thinking, oh, maybe the fire isn't there and I can just sneak through. This is not the day. The trail is on fire. Do not attempt to sneak through the trail. So they said it would probably be until at least the weekend before the trail opened up again. And I got a little flustered and tried to figure out what my best plan of action was. The easy, the shortest detour around the trail closure is a little over 60 miles. Whether you're walking or driving, a 60-mile route to get around about 22 miles of trail. So I wasn't looking forward to doing that hitch. Um, I was still feeling pretty fatigued. And apparently, I passed out. I uh, didn't just fall asleep, but passed out somewhat violently, um, while, fortunately, while sitting at a picnic table there by the general store. Um, some of the hikers that were there uh, notified one of the employees who called the Forest Service in, and a, a, a gentleman who was... Uh, uh, an EMT or some very similar profession under the employee of the Forest Service. Uh, a good guy named uh, Keen 
uh, came to my aid and I was conscious at this point but I was barely hanging on and so I appreciated him checking in on me he took my blood pressure and he took my pulse um, he uh, drew a drop of blood in order to check my blood sugar level um, my blood pressure was the only thing that worried him um, he after talking to me and seeing what my situation was determined that dehydration was the main factor um, he did encourage me to seek further medical attention and of course offered to provide that transportation but uh, I must confess to you listeners I am currently uninsured and I am pretty pretty close to the end of my funds for this hike so I wasn't interested in going in debt just to just to double check my health when I was pretty sure I, it was just a combination of exhaustion, fatigue, dehydration, um, and that if I just rested for the night and took care of myself there, that I would be okay. So I promised that if I had any further problems, that I or someone else would call them, and that if he did have to come out a second time, that I would acquiesce to his suggestion and be uh, taken to seek further medical attention. But uh, I just uh, took it really easy last night, um, ate a lot of food, drank a lot of water, had uh, a bunch of uh, other hikers uh, looking out for me, which has really been the way of the trail that we all really do look out for each other out here. And uh, so I stayed there at the campground last night. Um, Fortunately, uh, as far as getting around the closed trail, uh, Devilfish, a trail angel who you all may remember from uh, episode 12, uh, Mojave Mo Problems. He uh, did an interview with him in that episode uh, back when he gave me a ride from Bird Springs Pass up to Walker Pass and got me out of that waterless desert stretch on the day that I had sprained my ankle. And uh, as he talked about in that interview, he's been following the herd of PCT hikers north along the trail. He hiked it himself a couple of years ago. And he's just been doing a, a really amazing job of being wherever hikers need him most. And so he's running a shuttle uh, around the trail closure. Um, he says probably until that section of trail opens the back up again. Um, I, there were enough hikers to fill up his van for his last trip last night, so I didn't try to squeeze in there, especially since I was, had been, uh, recommended to take it easy and get some rest, and I figured I could use the night to, uh, get myself strong again and properly hydrated, and, uh, just make sure that it was going to be safe for me to get back on the trail this morning. And uh, I feel great now. I feel the best that I've felt in uh, many days. And I'm back on trail. I got a ride around the closure from Devilfish this morning with a few other people. And I'm now headed north from Highway 138. So I'm basically starting this morning from right about the same mile that I had hoped to hike to last night. Um, my uh, condition of uh, my physical condition being dehydrated and exhausted would have prevented me from hiking the 20 miles past Mazama village that I had planned to but as it turns out the trail closure uh, gave me an excuse to hitch around and uh, I didn't really have much of a choice had to make up those miles automatically so it works out in the end that's uh, 20 miles less of Oregon that I'll be hiking for my um, almost complete Oregon challenge. and uh, But I'm still on schedule for uh, 33 miles a day to meet up with my mother and your sisters in a few days. And then to reach Cascade Locks, uh, hopefully by the night of the 27th 
the night before PCT days starts there. So, yeah, it was uh, quite an adventure there at Mazama Village. Um, it was a little scary. If I hadn't had people around when I passed out, I probably would have uh, eventually come to and just simply thought that I had fallen asleep. But uh, I had plenty of witnesses that tell me it was a little more than just falling asleep. So, um, if I have any more episodes like that on this hike, I'm uh, definitely going to do what I need to do to get off trail and get some medical advice and have someone check me over. Um, it's been a long time since I've been to a doctor for a full physical and uh, it's uh, something I should probably take care of, should have taken care of before my through hike um, and it's something I'll definitely take care of after the hike whether or not I have any more episodes like that but I'm just going to be extra diligent about taking care of myself and uh, assuming hopefully that there are no no more episodes like that on the trail I'm going to finish out my adventure and uh, and deal with that later I met some more uh, met some more hikers at Mazama Village last night uh, a few of them are just ahead of me on the trail got dropped off in the same uh, van load and then got a little bit of a head start while I uh, checked in with some people while I had phone service but uh, a couple of them are extremely talented musicians so hopefully I'll catch up to them at some point this afternoon or this evening and uh, we'll do a little recording session and get uh, give you all of you a chance to hear some of the best music on the trail this year. I'd really like to thank uh, the staff at the Mazama Village General Store, uh, as well as the Forest Service, and in particular Keen, who came to help me out. If uh, he ever happens to listen to this, or any of those folks, give you my uh, deepest, most heartfelt thank you for coming out to check on me and looking after me. I uh, really appreciate it. So I'm a few miles in. I'm taking a little uh, food break here, a little breakfast. Um, kind of an odd selection of granola bars, chocolate, uh, summer sausage and pepper jack cheese, crackers, peanuts, and gummy worms. I have uh, just enough phone signal here that I check some of my messages uh, one more time before I get further away from the highway, not knowing when my next chance to check in with the outside world will be. So I just had the honor of bumping into a bit of a trail legend on the trail. Uh, Billy Goat is... Uh, Billy goading his way southbound down the PCT. I uh, met him back down at kickoff this year. Um, he's been hiking, spending his summers doing long distance hiking for many, many, many years. I believe he has something in the neighborhood of 40,000 miles to his name at this point. And uh, he was just telling me a little bit about doing the Appalachian Trail decades ago. And, all of his experience on the PCT, and he had uh, open heart surgery last year, but he's back on the trail this year to put in some miles, and it was really nice to stop and chat with him for a little bit. Billy Goat, I doubt you're ever likely to listen to this, but if you uh, do, hats off to you. Cheers to you. Hey, I'm Baggins, I'm from New Zealand, and you're listening to Trailside Radio. My name's Soma, and I'm coming from Sunnyside, San Diego, and you're listening to Trailside Radio. This is Simba from Houston. This is Trailside Radio. This is Firecracker calling out Trailside Radio. Denmark is getting turned up out here on the PCT. Hold up.
Hey everybody, this is Ratatouille, two weeks later, editing this episode from the comfort of a house in the city, where I'm taking a couple of zero days before I return to the trail. It's too late to make a long story short, but to keep it from getting any longer, I wasn't able to complete the Oregon Challenge. After my incident passing out at Mazama Village, I would start each day feeling great, but after hiking about 15 miles, I would just hit a wall. I was eating plenty of food, drinking plenty of water, and it still felt like I was just running on empty. My legs felt great, my back felt great, but I was just overwhelmed by a need to lay down and sleep. Uh, my mom came and met me at the resort at Shelter Cove, and it was great to see her. She brought a bunch of trail magic for me, some of which I was able to pass on to other hikers. I took a zero day there, and interviewed hikers, including, finally, some southbounders. The southbound interviews will have to wait until next week's episode, but since you've been so patient to indulge me in the tale of my failed attempt at hiking the Oregon Challenge, let me reward you with a few choice clips I recorded with a talented visual artist and two amazing musicians who are hiking the PCT this year. Hey, I'm Duffelminer from Albany, Georgia. My real name is Josh Jack. Um, here for Trailside Radio. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you were just showing me some of the art that you've been making on trail. Uh, well, I don't actually make it on trail. I did that art after I finished up the AT and got back home and was sort of homesick. So I did some drawings based on that. And I plan to do some more after the PCT for sure. Oh, okay. And uh, what medium do you use? Well, I start out, just do pencil, and then I ink on top of that, scan it in, color it digitally, um, just in Photoshop. What parts of the trail experience most inspire your art? Well, I, I kind of sort of focus in on the everyday life of the trail, because I feel like a lot of the artwork you see about the trail is people standing in front of, you know, big vistas and everything, you know, the scenery. I wanted to sort of focus more in on to, you know, hiking becomes a lifestyle on trips this long so it's just sort of the everyday things you know making food going to the bathroom chilling with friends getting water that sort of stuff mm -hmm. and you were talking about eventually self-publishing some of this art yeah I've got a few right now and if I get a few more I could put together a zine um, so that way you know right now I do individual prints but a zine would be you know you get all of them I want to do maybe some posters a map Maybe some t-shirts at some point, but yeah, that's what I'm working with now. And if listeners want to check out your art right now, which I recommend they do, where can they find it? You can find it on my Tumblr, which is called Sometimes a Great Notion. My name is Josh Jack. Type those in together and you'll find it. Cool. And there will be a link in the episode notes, as I always do. Cool. How's your hike going? Pretty great. I'm excited to be in Oregon. All these neat volcanoes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Have you? Did you start at the border? Mm-hmm. Right on. What's your favorite part of the hike been? I really liked Northern California. We climbed Shasta for my birthday, and that was a real trip. <laughs> really big mountain. Nice, nice. Well, I know you're trying to get back on the trail here, so I don't want to keep you for too long. Well, it's been uh, nice talking to you, man. Yeah, thank you. I'm Boomer. In the real world, I'm known as Spencer. And I am hiking from Sequoia to Canada. You're one of the people I have to thank for helping to watch over me when I had uh, my incident passing out at Mazama Village. Yeah, there. that's right. The first yes. time we met was exactly. you looked like a, like a homeless person about to die. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I pretty much was a homeless yeah, person. You, yeah, yeah we're all die. homeless people about to die. But yeah. you, yeah, uh, Ratatouille was falling over yeah. on the benches and we had to go and get get some sort of an ambulance. Maybe could have made it without the ambulance and all the, the, and all the sirens, but still, it was a little bit scary. But you know, just stay hydrated. Yeah, it, would have been, it was a scary moment to go through no matter what, but just, uh, especially to be surrounded by people who were all basically strangers. I had hardly met any of the yeah, group of people no who were there. Yeah, no one knew who you but, were at all. But just to 
recognize that you were all were through hikers. Like there's that certain, a certain amount of instant camaraderie that like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I can, I'm I'm instantly going to make the choice to trust everyone around me because I can tell that you're all through hikers and we're all in the same. The only way you're able to tell most people are even through hikers. If you look at their shoes, you know, and you had some Cascadians Mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah, this guy's a through hiker. Because I'm wearing basketball gear. Otherwise there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of athletic jerseys on the trail. Local, local bum or is this a through hiker? You can never tell sometimes, you know, but it's with the shoes. Yeah, Burke's Cascadia yeah. and some dirty ones at that. Yeah, yeah some dirty ca- Cascadias and some de- some definitely trail dusted legs, you know. So I was yeah. like, yeah, this guy's <laughs> a thrill thrill hiker. He looks uh, dehydrated, yeah. fucked up. So yeah. Yeah, thanks to you and those other guys for taking care of me. Yep, Duffel Miner and myself and Baggins and uh, yeah, we everyone was there yeah. trying to help out. So how's your hike been going? Uh, the hike's been good. It's been uh been been really feeling myself uh kind of gaining you know getting control under my own miles you know like I, I really feel like I can set a goal and just accomplish it you know I haven't really tried to push myself to into those uncomfortability zones yet like you know breaking past 35 and stuff but I uh you know I really I've been feeling like I've been been progressing a lot as a hiker I don't know if that makes any sense but you know I've uh it's been it's been a lot of fun I've been kind of situating myself in like a cool little, a cool little group of people, you know, and I'm really enjoying uh, hiking with the company that I am hiking with right now, you know. Hiking with my girlfriend has just been absolutely awesome. Um, you know, not too many injuries on trail, nothing super crazy. But, yeah, it's been really awesome out, out here. What inspired you to come out and hike the PCT? You know, I actually met this guy a long time ago. His name was, uh, his trail name was Naima. I don't... I don't even know where he is now, but I met him and I threw like a friend of a friend and he told him about the PCT and uh, I looked into it more and it sounded really, really cool and I just, I really got into the idea of hiking and I was thinking about doing the Camino de Santiago for a while and uh, then, you know, just ideas of that just kind of fell fell apart and then, you know, two years later I met uh, Lexi, soon to be known as Hiccups, and uh, in school in a music class and uh i thought she was really 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 awesome girl and i thought i should try and do it with her i thought about it before you know and i was talking about it to some friends and one friend told me he actually ended up doing some trail magic this year but he told me no man if you're if you're just thinking about it it's you know it's it's december you know you don't just think about it at this point you have to know if you're if you don't know by now you're not going to do it you know it's barely anyone is able to complete it you know and i kind of took that more as a challenge and i was like well fuck it I'm gonna try so I got my got my permit like the day before the deadline to get it you know planned for all of this and bought all my stuff in two months and now I'm here told my boss I was uh was done with it and now I'm here you're carrying something pretty sizable in your pack that you're holding in front of me here what is that I'm carrying this uh emerald uh carbon fiber guitar the company's called emerald and uh it's like uh 2.6 2.6 pounds. It's it looks like it's not a full size guitar, but it's really just like a quarter inch, I believe, shorter than a Les Paul. So it's a full size guitar with just a really small headstock and a very small body. And music is a big part of your regular life, is it not? Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's one of the ways that I helped fund a lot of uh, the equipment that that I bought on the for this trip. So you know, I, I back home I uh, play in my uh, my band, and uh, that doesn't make too much made my ability to come on this trail yeah teaching guitar how does being on a long distance hike affect the course that you're on with music you know it kind of uh it kind of helps but then it also kind of hurts you know uh i have a lot of time on trail to think about you know musical concepts and ideas that i would want to try out and implement in my band i kind of uh am limited energy wise on a you know, when I get back to camp, I just, I don't have the energy sometimes to pull out my guitar and practice and play and do what I need to do. So, normally on days like this, when I'm in town, I'm trying to glue myself to my guitar. I've seen, uh, as I'm sure you have a lot of other musicians on trail, have you had any good jam sessions? You know, I've had some some really good jam sa- sessions and then some re- really kind of like sour ones, you know? <laughs> um, you know, one time I ran into this one guy, he w- 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 wasn't even hiking, 
but uh, he was just camping out, out near Kings Canyon, and he had a guitar, and he liked to study African, you know, like traditional African music, and he was playing like like a lot of traditional African rhythms on guitar. And me and him had like a really excellent jam, and that was awesome. What's next for you when you finish the hike? You know, I think I really I'm really thinking about the idea of doing like a PCT Trail Angel Trail Magic band, you know. Like I already have my band, you know. We're gonna go, and I want to go, and I really, I really want to go do some some trail magic. And I think, you know, I think about what my favorite trail magic has been. It's been the, you know, not necessarily like needed because it's almost expected to go and get, you know, some trail ma some trail magic at a long stretch of dryness, you know. But I think some trail magic just after doing like a climb, even though town is closed or whatever, just going to like an unpaved road, getting a generator. Plugging in a couple amps, getting a drum set going, having some beers and some barbecue going, just I think that'd be really awesome to stumble upon, you know. So live music on the trail. Yeah, live music on the trail. I'm, I'm definitely going to do that next year. You know, I'm going to go and hike. I'm going to go hike out a bunch of stuff, and I'm going to vortex people on trail really hard. <laughs> that's definitely what what I want to do. No one's going to leave sober. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my plans for next year, and maybe, maybe after that. I'll do the CDT or something, or hike down to New Zealand and do the TA with uh, Baggins, or you know, maybe with the help of Baggins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that. I, I want to keep on traveling, but I also want to stay creative and keep my band going and keep the music flowing. So that's something. And combining the two worlds would be ideal, and that's re re really what I plan on doing. I can't really see anyone not wanting to go in, except a free band patch after they just had a live show and some barbecue, you know, so if I can get as many of my band patches on some people's backpacks and mm -hmm. have everyone leave with a full full stomach and a belly full of beer, I think that'd be pretty awesome. And a heart full of music. And a heart full of music, yeah. yeah. Want to play a little something for us? Wish you luck on the rest of your hike. Yeah, man. Thank you yeah. for doing all this. It's cool. My trail name is Hiccups. Uh, I go by Alexis or Lexi Snyder in real life. Now, did you start off with an instrument on trail? Is that right? Um, just this one, the one that Boomer is carrying. Oh, and okay. That, actually, yeah. No, I did. I had a ukulele. And uh, 
had it for two days and had to get off the trail because of an injury. And then before getting back on, decided it was an awful ukulele anyways and wasn't really worth the wait. If it was a better ukulele, then it would have been worth the wait. You, you, didn't, you didn't leave it in a hiker box in Mount Laguna, did you? No, but you did ask me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> wasn't mine. That was an amazing coincidence. How many people yeah. have been ditching ukuleles on the trail and this year? And how many people are picking them up? <laughs> yeah. I would but, hope uh, one for one, I would hope. No ukulele should go wasted. Yeah, yeah, except for maybe the one that we we're carrying because it is not a very great one. Yeah, yeah. So you, you and Boomer have been sharing the one guitar along the yeah. trail? Yeah, we split the cost of it, so whenever I want to play it, he gives it to me, and whenever he wants to play it, I give it to him. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like an equal thing. Do you split the carrying of it as well? Um, actually, we don't. He mostly carries it, um, but I do carry our water filter in... I do carry our tent, so it kind of evens out. out. Yeah. You're splitting the shared equipment. Yeah, exactly. What's your favorite part of the hike been? Um, probably uh, section-wise, the High Sierras were definitely amazing. But just meeting people who I wouldn't expect to meet in real day-to-day -day life from all over the world, and uh, just hearing stories and hearing different accents and, you know, just experiencing different cultures. So mm -hmm. that's probably my favorite part. And meeting other musicians as well who want to play our guitar. <laughs> so what uh, do you do with your music off the trail? Um, it's more of a hobby right now. I've been playing for like seven years, writing my own stuff. And I think when I get back, I'm going to start taking it more seriously. Um, by just building a nice recording uh, studio for myself. And I play with a girl named Layla. She sings and plays guitar as well. But play open mics and just kind of start the, just kind of take it more seriously when I get back and try and make it into something. If not, then that's fine. I like playing it just for the sake of playing anyway. So, yeah. And I know you've done some recordings already. Can people check that out online? Yes, I have a SoundCloud um, just under Alexis Snyder, and it's a picture of me of blonde hair, and there's a beach behind me. So, any chance of talking you to another song? Yeah, sure.
Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Good luck to both of you on the rest of your hike. Yeah, hopefully we make it. Beating the snow. But and, the, and the fires. Yeah, and that the closures. too. No, I just walk through those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, don't, just don't catch on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, as always, for listening. Next week's episode will return to the usual format, focusing on interviews with other people I've met on trail. An extra big thank you to Joseph Idell, Lynn Grogan, Ruby Reed, Stephen Harley, and Douglas Coe for helping to defray the cost of producing this podcast by making a financial contribution at trailsideradio.com. If you'd like to do so yourself, you can find the PayPal link on the right side of the website. But you don't have to give money to support this podcast. You can help by telling your friends about Trailside Radio giving us a review on iTunes, or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next week, this is Trailside Radio, over and out. Damn bees.